Hey everyone, welcome to the Small Wins Podcast. I am Dan, and today we're doing something a little bit special on this week's 90-Day Flywheel Challenge Loop Call. Ian dropped some really big knowledge about strategic partnerships. While it was happening, I was thinking, wow, this is really good. I think this would be a great thing to share with our listeners who may be outside of the academy so they can see what happens weekly in our weekly calls. I've chopped it up a little bit, taken out some of the conversation specific things shared by the champs in the academy, but wanted to put it here so you could take a look inside the calls that we do weekly inside of our academy. If you listen to this in your car while you're driving, hanging out, take some notes in your head and swing back to it when you can get the pencil and a paper out. We'll see you on the inside. Let us jump in to our chat today. Welcome everyone. Today we're going to be talking about strategic partners. We are going to be talking about why they are so fantastic, what you should be doing to talk to them, to add them to your network so that you can grow your business. Everything we do here is intent around that. First though, I'd like to jump into what the true benefits are of building strategic partnerships. Strategic partnerships is a word that we toss around a lot in the Small Ones Academy, and it can be and mean different things for different people, depending on like where you're at in your entrepreneurial like journey. But specifically today, I'm talking about the individuals that you would consider to be almost like a business to business type of transaction where they would be capable of referring you business, but they would be capable of referring you to someone who helps your business move down the path. Whatever it is that you know are the needles that move your business forward, the people and the contacts who can make those needles move. That's who I mean as a strategic partner for you. And there are fundamentally three key reasons as to why having strategic partnerships is a massive benefit. And I'm going to say that's really three with a bonus. All right. So the first one is the most obvious one that everyone just assumes strategic partners support you with, which is referrals. And so new prospects is a huge component of like why it's valuable to add strategic partnerships to your focus for what you want to do with your like business. Building strategic partnerships with other other companies, other individuals that are capable of doing that gives you exposure to new audiences that you would not have had the otherwise the opportunity to gain exposure to. And subsequently, it's possible that you could have gained exposure to that networking group or whatever that uh, the audience would be, but you would have had to spend a ridiculous amount of time marketing towards them. And so from a timeline perspective, a lot of times the strategic partnerships help you move in the direction of communicating to that audience at a faster pace than what you would have otherwise accomplished. And I should say those folks in that audience all of a sudden now have an awareness of your business that they didn't have previously. And a lot of times, depending on who the referral source is, who that new strategic partnership is, it could create a top level awareness of who you are. Not just necessarily that you exist, but that it's allotted existence, that there is value as to why they should be paying attention to you because of the fact that they already trusted the individual who was your strategic like partner. And the best part about all of that is in many cases, you're not spending any money on ads or other forms of like marketing, but rather just leveraging that other company's audience by forming a partnership with them. And we'll get to the reason why that's even really important in the bonus point. But we'll move on to reason number two, why building strategic partnerships has so many different benefits. And that, that's about knowledge sharing. See, when you have strategic partnerships, it allows your team or their team or the individuals associated to how that strategic partnership has come about to share resources and knowledge that they have with, e- with each other. And I'll tell you right now, one of the key reasons why I love pursuing strategic partnerships so much for myself, for all the businesses that I have focused on growing my strategic partnerships with has a lot to do with this knowledge sharing. You learn all sorts of insights, tips, and tricks 
in your specific industry vertical that you might not have otherwise discovered had you not approached adding strategic partnerships to your relationship basis. And oftentimes that knowledge is one or two degrees separated from the knowledge you already had as a basis of knowledge to start from. But their vantage point, their viewpoint on what that thing is opens your mind's eye and gives you some key insights a lot of times to your end customer. Maybe it's pain points. Maybe it's a hook. Maybe it's a a way to do pricing because they are looking at a common customer that you have. Learnings from them can be extremely beneficial for you and your business. And so remember that there's no point to wisdom if it's not shared with others. And so oftentimes, while I just mentioned that one of the benefits of the strategic partnership is that you get to learn from them, but also it's so that they can learn from you. And you have an untapped amount of wisdom and knowledge and value to provide your strategic partners that oftentimes you do not get to share unless you are in hot pursuit of a strategic partner because it doesn't show up and manifest itself on its own unless you're going down that vertical. And I think a lot of times entrepreneurs, specifically sales-oriented men and women, don't give themselves all the credit where they are due for all the things that they could help others with. So the third reason why, and it's so beneficial to have strategic partnerships, why you should be building them all the time, is brand development. By building strategic partnerships with other companies, you partner with them for business reasons, of course, but there is an indirect and unavoidable association there that comes with that creation in terms of your brand image to not only that new audience, but if you have the ability to rebroadcast that to your current audience, certainly it will help you enhance your brand development for yourself. But truthfully, this can be a really, really good thing if their brand, the person that you are aligning yourself with, you're creating a strategic partnership with, if their brand is pretty mature or positive or has a good reputation or you know one of those things, then it's just gonna aid in the good brand image of your company and speed that along as well. Now, obviously there's the flip side of that coin. So you should be very cautious as to who maybe you are aligning with if you don't want that rebroadcast of the brand image. But subsequently, if you are interested in doing brand development for yourself, you know, your audiences that pay attention to you will see positives in you aligning yourself and talking to and partnering with other strategic partners. And the brand image of those other partners will rub off on you. It's just a natural effect of what happens when you're service-oriented sales entrepreneur. And so finally, that's those are the three, but here's our bonus one. And this is one of the reasons why I oftentimes, anytime I'm talking to someone who's trying to understand how to grow or why they should do strategic partnerships, this is my favorite bonus that all three of those things that I just talked about, brand development, knowledge sharing, and finding new referrals or new prospects really kind of leverage and all ladder up to, which is that less is more. When you are in pursuit of strategic partnerships, when you build them, every hour that you focus on building a strategic partnership with someone, with some organization, with some entity is a leveraged hour that can produce more revenue than if you just went direct in a one-to-one relationship with an end consumer. Strategic partners more often than not have the capability of introducing you, showing you, spreading your brand and making connections to you to hundreds, if not thousands of other people in whatever specific area and audience you want to attach yourself to. And so I would say, if you had low-hanging fruit and you were trying to decide what to spend the next hour of your day doing, and you had to decide between direct-to-consumer or a strategic partner, I would focus on the strategic partner because it's leveraged time. Less is more when you are in hot pursuit of building strategic partnerships. And so those are the benefits of them. But of course, those benefits are pretty easy 
you probably could have just Googled that and figured it out yourself, right? In fact, you probably already have candidly felt some of those reasons when I said them out loud. They didn't feel like a new reason to you. You just agreed with them already because you kind of intuitively knew that those were all the benefits of having a strategic partnership. But how do you build strategic partnerships? Now, in the one in plus journey, in the pitch perfect modules, there's an entire section in there on how to leverage a tool that we called the four slide presentation so that you can communicate to your strategic partners and really dive into, understand and communicate that you get who they are and how to grow their business. <clears throat> but being able to do that, being able to understand exactly what to put on that four slide presentation. And if you guys haven't seen those slides or haven't worked through that module yet, I would really strongly encourage you later today to do so. But how to get there still has some vagueness to it because the four slide presentation is just a tool that helps you maintain and create communication between you and your potential new strategic partner. And candidly, you can use that foresight presentation to communicate to your end consumer as well. But today we're talking about specifically how to do it for your strategic partners. And so I have six key ways on how to build strategic partnerships for you guys. When you're looking at building that four slide presentation or some variant of that, where you are utilizing a presentation to communicate the values as to why someone should be a partner with you. And the first of the six ways is identifying your goals to see if you have similar values with that strategic partner. When you are brainstorming and trying to figure out who your strategic partners ought to be, the first question that you should ask for yourself is, do the goals that I have set for myself, do I share them from a value-based perspective with this potential strategic partner? And I wouldn't say, I would say you should you definitely do this before you even start communicating to anyone for a potential partnership. You need to have clear goals as to what you're looking for and how these partnerships will help you. Knowing how many partnerships too is also a really important thing and knowing what you want from them and what you can give to that partnership. All of those things will help you set clear goals. I think it's easy for us to oftentimes just to assume that we could have an infinite amount of strategic partnerships. But the reality is, is that you really can't. Partnerships of the strategic nature are called strategic for a very specific reason. And that's because they are fundamentally built upon a relationship that has reciprocity associated to it so that it's valuable for you and valuable for them. And that can't happen until you already know what's valuable for you and what your goals are so that you can communicate to them and understand if those values match the values that they have set for themselves. And you might think, well, I just need a lot of strategic partners, but I'm telling you one, two valuable strategic partners where you have sync on values where you're synced on goals, a lot of times is all that you need to get started so that your business can start rocking and rolling in a direction that is very, very positive. And that's why it's important to have those goals and values established so you know if they are in sync with this other potential strategic partner. But that leads me to number two. The second way that you create strategic partnerships is to be clear on the expectations that you have for yourself and for your strategic partner when it comes to accomplishing and reaching for those goals and those values. What is it that you're honestly looking for in the partnership by participating in that? Answering that question for yourself brings clarity, of course, for the expectation that you would have for yourself, but it also probably provides you clarity of the expectations that you would have for the other person participating in the deal. Without established expectations, issues will arise. I'm not gonna say might, they will arise and they can hinder the strength and the integrity of the partnership that you spent so much time building. So it's really important to have clear expectations when you're developing strategic partnerships with the people that you hope to add to your docket. Now, I've personally fallen short in this area a handful of times, and I can just tell you that they are 
ultimately the entrance into the story that I would call a dumpster fire story that are fantastic to share at happy hours and, and whatnot. You're not going to get it right the first time. So don't be fearful about the fact that maybe you don't have all of your expectations clear. If I'm honest with you, as you march down the path of generating strategic partnerships with yourself, as your business grows, the expectations that you're going to have for yourself and of your strategic partner are going to change. Because as your business grows, the needs and the desires of what you need out of a strategic partner are also going to change. They're also going to grow, most likely. And so establishing clear expectations up front isn't not necessarily just about making sure that you avoid issues right at the very beginning, but it's also so you're setting the tone so you can have a conversation with the strategic partner in the future when you need to pivot away from something that you were doing before as your business is growing and your relationship is deepening with the strategic partner. And that foundation from with which to have the healthy conversation so that you don't hinder the strength and the integrity of the partnership that you've built cannot happen unless you set clear expectations up front so that the strategic partner understands, hey, this guy's in it to win it together. And that's on the positive things and that's also on the negative things. And that awareness and that openness of clearing, of creating clear expectations leads me to the third way that you can create strategic partnerships and what you should be focused on when you are. And that is truthfully becoming strategic to your partners. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, it's all a hindrance on, keep using the word to like define the word, right? But I'm talking about like why, you know, the keyword in strategic business partner is literally all three of the words, right? So thanks for defining the word with like the word, right? <laughs> but the collaboration between you and this other organization, this other person has to be strategic. It means that it should be well thought out and there should be a reason behind both of you doing it. And so candidly, it should be business oriented. If it's not, then you're putting yourself in the friend zone. And we all know how well that pans out. So when it's business oriented, I mean that it should be a potential metric oriented output, input, lead, lag, measurable type of activity. And if it's not, then you're just hanging out. If it's not, then you don't really know how to improve it. If it's not, then what you have really done is failed step number two, which is setting clear expectations. True partnerships mean that both businesses involved should have an equal or agreed upon say on how the collaboration like works. But if you're the one that's reaching out and creating and establishing the strategic partnership, you can navigate that ship in the direction that you know that is necessary for your business to grow and be open and listen for the values of the person who is the strategic partner so that you can understand how to add them to the fold and you can be the leader in that group. But I caution you to recognize that the key point of Step number three, becoming strategic for your partners is to be tuned into the radio station of what's in it for them. W-I-I-F-M, the radio station that we should all keep tabs on anytime we're doing anything with sales is what is in it for them. Make sure that when you are establishing and creating strategic value for them, that you're thinking about how they're gonna use it and why it would be valuable to them. And so the fourth step that I would encourage you to explore and implement when you build these strategic partnerships is to honestly have an agreement. Make an agreement. An agreement should entail the scope of the partnership. It could be something as formalized as an actual document. Sometimes, depending on the legal bounds around the types of relationships that you have, like in mortgages or in the financial or in the insurance industry, a lot of times when you're doing those types of partnerships, you have to have you know, marketing or uh, service agreement rules because there are actual laws that define what you can and cannot do with those types of partnerships. So if you have to have that level of rigor, go for it. But otherwise, I would say create documents that help you move the relationship forward to hold each other just accountable for the things that you've already established as to like what you should bring to the relationship. 
The agreement acts as a document for both teams to understand responsibilities and what the tasks are to be done. If your strategic partnership is with a team or an organization, subsequently, whoever it is that's your point of contact, you probably develop the strategic partnership with first. They probably are having other people on their team develop or do things in the direction of whatever it is, is the outcome of your strategic partnership. Let's say it's about having hosting events. Well, then maybe the agreement that you have with them is just a a task list or a to-do list or an outline for how all of the events get planned and executed because your strategic partner may be asking other people on their team to help them execute their side of the deal. So if you have an agreement in place, whatever manifestation of that agreement is, it gives you a basis from with which to have the conversation for improvements and for accountability with whoever the strategic partner is. You no longer, or stop, I should say, or don't accidentally move into a spot where you are judging the strategic partner for why they did or did not do something. You are pointing to the agreement that you guys had. Hey, guess what? We're a little late on this. It seems like the event's gonna be late now, blah, blah, blah. How can we make that better? It gives you a point from with which to in part leadership, humbleness, and openness into the relationship. And I promise you in those moments of inflection and and toughness, you will deepen your relationship with that strategic partner because you are approaching that relationship with really, with really, really good intentions and value. And so you might think that the healthiest way to make sure that your strategic partnership stays afloat is to just generate as much business as possible, but it's not always. A lot of times it's about making sure that you're making the relationship stay healthy and then you're helping the other person grow. And that's why number four of this make an agreement is so such a valuable way to generate and develop strategic partnerships because it provides a format and or a point of conversation for you to maintain a healthy conversation around tough things that are difficult sometimes to address when it's easy to point fingers. My fifth one then is the aim for partners that have a strong brand. We talked about the benefits earlier, the three benefits plus the bonus benefit, right? But when you can aim for a partner that has a strong brand, we all know that in this world, like brand is a huge deal. In the world that we live in today, it brand has an incredible amount of power and influence over people. And I'm not going to try to say too much about that. Tune in next week as Dan is going to take us into a really deep dive conversation about the power of brand and how it can blow up your business. But it can do the exact same thing with your strategic partnerships. So you should aim for a partner that has a strong band, brand, especially when it's the right brand. It can increase your company's brand value instantaneously by aligning yourself with those individuals. But what do I mean by right brand? Well, it should be an authentic fit and it should match you naturally rather than trying to be forced. Forced collaborations look cheesy on the outside and people can smell that stuff from miles and miles away. You can easily see through fake partnerships that are clearly only designed for monetary benefits. All of us have seen those ads on Facebook and on Instagram a hundred times and we never click on that stuff because it's super easy for us to tell oh my gosh, these folks, this is this is clearly just only for the two of them to just harvest money from all of us. Now, let's be real. I know that you know that you're trying to create strategic partnerships so you can grow your revenue, grow in business. But when brands are aligned correctly, the value of what the brand is trying to accomplish, because it's in sync, because it's an authentic fit, you're accomplishing, you know, if we're really being honest right now, what is the vision for the middle of your flywheel? Both of you guys are accomplishing that vision together by working together. 
And maybe there is a monetary effect at the end of it, but it's not the real core reason as to why the partnership works. The partnership works because their clients and your clients reap benefit and reap value by being associated to the two of you at the exact same time. And if I'm honest with you, and you look back at all of the places where you've had multiple people in your lives that provided value, that had some sort of strategic alliance together, you felt very comfortable and it did not feel like a transaction for you to fork over money for whatever their services were, for whatever their product was, because you understood that it felt even more valuable than if you'd only interacted with one of them at a single time. Having similar brand values with your strategic partner is a solid way for you to consider the future of stabilizing what your brand looks like to new audiences that you are going to uncover in the future. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, Dan will probably go into this a little bit more in the in the next week. In the next week, so cut me off, Dan, if I fall down too deep in this rabbit hole. But the cornerstones and the foundations of the brand that you're creating today will have a ripple effect into the future. You have an audience that you're going to engage with eight, nine, 10, 12 months from now, maybe years, depending on how strong and how long the brand lasts. But the audiences that are going to arrive at those future points in time, because of the things that you're working on in your strategic partnership right now, when they arrive in the future and they look back and they engage with your brand, they're going to see what you're doing right now with your strategic partner as a core element, as a defining characteristic of how they digest your brand in the future. And so if it is not authentic, the strategic partnership, if it is not aligned on values, I mean the strategic partnership, then the two brands that are there are going to create confusion and maybe actually convince people in the future to not want to work with you. So when we think about the strategic partners that we should align ourselves with, oftentimes we're like, yeah, man, we chase the monetary gain. We can see that there's value for both of us that would make a quick buck or maybe quick make some money right away. But I would implore you to consider the future valuation of what that strategic partnership actually means in the long term forego the short-term gain of what that looks like because the audience that you have yet to engage with that will show up in the future is going to look at that strategic partnership and deeply define and use it to decide whether or not they want to engage with your brand. And that's why it's so important to aim for partners with a strong brand. And so my sixth how to build strategic partnerships outside of just going and watching the uh, Pitch Perfect four slide module inside of the one and plus journey is to Make sure that you're always looking to build better relationships. Kind of hinted at this during you know, point number five. But when people ask me, hey, Ian, how do you build strategic partnerships? My first thought is always, well, it's the whole point is so you can network often and more and build more relationships. If you move into your strategic partnership with the sole intention of building deeper relationships with the audience, that that strategic partner will open the doors to for you, then you will have nothing else but a victory in front of you. Because if you move into that direction and you move into that relationship with the intention of building a deeper relationship, always building it better, always, then your mindset will be about creating value and treating that strategic partner correctly. It's the whole give before you get type of mentality. So you should fish for strategic partners then subsequently based on pain points. Now that was quite the pivot there, Ian, on, hey, you should always look for building better relationships with your strategic partners to go find them through pain points. But there's a really important inflection there because your strategic partner, the person that you potentially will partner with, their intention is also to provide an undue 
an overwhelming amount of value to their audience as well. And so if you are out there looking for strategic partners to work with, and you're fishing for them based upon the pain points that that strategic partner has with respect to communicating to their audience, and you can show up and provide a solution and or value position statement that helps them address that pain point, not only will they trust you faster, but I guarantee you that whatever it is that you've solved that is that pain point for them, the audience that they have that they can expose you to will instantly connect well with you. Successful businesses are built upon relationships and relationships are fostered over time. And if you're a stranger to the person that you want to be a strategic partner with, the fastest way to build a common ground, to build that relationship upon is to understand that strategic partner's pain points. And when you start the relationship from that, to me, it's the best, if not only, the only authentic way to do so, where you're openly showing them that your intention is to just build a better relationship moving forward. And successful partnerships are a part of building those better relationships. So those are my six hows around how you should build a strategic partner. And we talked about the three benefits as to why. Of course, we all want new referrals and new prospects. Of course, we'd love to ladder up our knowledge and work with common people in our industry verticals that can help us gain insights and awareness on the market on how to position and maybe pivot our offerings and whatnot so we can conduct and create more sales. And we are all in hot pursuit of brand development and we all want to leverage our time. All of those things can come from searching for finding and trying to harvest strategic partners in our business influence circle. And how you get there is based upon those six key things. Identifying your goals and making sure that your strategic partner has similar values. Establishing clear expectations with them. Making sure that you are being strategic to your partner itself. Doing so through the conduit of having an agreement, whether or not that's a project plan or like a legal document that helps define how you guys are going to perform. And subsequently aiming for partners that have a strong brand and always making sure that when you're working on your strategic partnership, you are looking to build better relationships and the most consistent, solid way to build those better relationships to make sure that that's your frame of reference all the time is to focus on the pain points that your strategic partner is having to address with their clients all the time. If you can show up and do those six things on a consistent basis, I guarantee you that you will unlock discover, and add to your bench strategic partners that will help you blow your business up, that will help you increase your brand identity, that will help you unlock new referrals, and that will help you unlock new knowledge for what you need to have to become the best of the best in whatever industry vertical you're in. And the coolest thing about strategic partners, again, coming back to that bonus point, is that when you work with strategic partners and you work at this level, you're leveraging your time. And leverage is the fastest way for us to uncover growth. Dan, hit me with some questions, baby. I was going to tell you that my favorite part of that all was the concept of leverage time, but you've revisited it at the end. So it makes it sound like just repeating the last thing you said, but I took that in my notes. I thought that bonus that you did when you were giving the first three key points was really valuable because I've never conceptualized strategic partnership as leverage time. And so it's really, it's truly making me rethink the few strategic partnerships that I have and also kind of the reality of how friend zoned I am in some of those, not because I don't have the skills to not be friend zoned, but maybe because I didn't have the correct mentality or posture going into those relationships. And when I analyze some of the most effective ones, some of the partnerships that have actually made me the most money, um, I can see how the levels and the layers within that, that are more friend zone have damaged some of the opportunities that we have with each other. 
we think that if like we have a great moral compass, if we have our end customers in mind, if we're like value driven, that everyone that we interact with is going to emanate and reflect our light in the same direction. And that is so far from the truth. And it can be difficult, especially when you're in a community like the Small Wins Academy, all the other champs here, we all have that same like vision, right? It's easy to let our guard down and just assume that everyone has our best intentions at heart, but that's not the truth. Business is a full contact sport. Leaning into creating strategic partners with people can be a little awkward sometimes because by the time you realize that this person could be a potential strong strategic partner, maybe you have been in the friend zone for a little bit. Maybe you do know them from uh, another angle or direction of your life, which is how they entered into your influence circle in the first place. So I would strongly encourage you guys to go look inside of the one and plus journey inside the pitch perfect modules. I think it's modules two and modules three, where we talk in depth about the four slide presentation, the asset that you can create. It's a, literally, it's four pages of a presentation where you add a lot of the benefits that we talked about today, where you address many of the hows that we talked about today, and you position it in a manner that's very, very easy to digest, easy to pitch, something that can be executed in about 10 or 15 minutes that I have been using for years to great success. And I want to give it to you guys because it's one of the most powerful things that I've had the opportunity to do to add it to any of my businesses. And anytime you have the opportunity for it to be clicked and added to your communication method as you walk through trying to find more strategic partners, it's going to do nothing but amplify you and set you apart from all of the other people that are also trying to talk to that person and create strategic partnerships with them. Are you in control of sales, business development, or growth for an organization or everything because you're in control of the entire company? What we know is there are no obstacles you'll face in your business and entrepreneurial journey that someone hasn't already solved. And you can find those people and solutions at the Small Wins Academy. Let's face it, every successful organization started with just one person. So why not join our community of like-minded entrepreneurs who know that the cost of entry to the Small Wins Academy is more than worth the value that you'll receive. Seeing is believing. So go to smallwinsacademy.org now. Watch our video and let us show you how Small Wins Academy builds success.